when you're watching something, okay? Entertainment, alright? A piece of entertainment that you, you're enjoying for a very long time and, and you start to feel, because you know it's coming, right? The end is coming, you know? Like, maybe you're reading a book. I don't do that. I don't read books. Um, but, like, you're... Uh, you, it's an album that you're listening for the first time and really enjoying and you know you're in the, like, the last, the last song. Or you're you're watching a, a TV show and it's like eight episodes and you know you're binging it and watching episode... Just finished episode seven and you're in the middle of episode eight, right? Like, basically, you're in the epilogue, right? That epilogue feeling. When... Something that you've been attaching yourself emotionally to is ending. And you know it's about to end. And there's going to be, while you went on this journey and you loved it, there's going to be a void there once it's done. And you know that that end is coming. Right? You know that feeling? <coughs> yeah, I think I know where you're going as well. <laughs> Anyways, I've just finished watching all but both seasons of Dimension 20 Fantasy High that I've talked about here. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> on the podcast, um, and that says nothing to you. But I'm not talking to you right now. I'm talking to the people that have heard that episode when I mentioned D and D, and I thought I was going to be super. Um, what's the word? I thought I was going to be super. Um, help me out. I can't speak this language. Um, we need to make that a T-shirt, by the way. Can't speak this language. <laughs> um, super. Um, like, uh, not not remote, but like an obscure ref uh, reference, right? Something that people wouldn't wouldn't gather. It would just be like a passing comment. One of those things where people would be like, oh, there's David doing those David things that he does. And it ended up being like the episode I got the most reactions to recently from messages and, and listens and everything. <laughs> so I'm just closing that chapter. Just telling everyone that listened to it. I'm closing that chapter. And um, putting to the side... Brandley Mulligan's amazing ability of making me both laugh really hard, but also cry really hard. Ask Bobby. All right, there's, I'm not going to spoil it, but there's a certain scene that I was watching and Bobby was there, right? And there I am retelling that scene and bawling my eyes out because it's it's ridiculous, okay? It's, it's I, I don't know, it's, in, it's great storytelling, very good for professional wrestling. And, um, and I finished it. I finished earlier today, okay? No spoilers, and it's not like I'm going to spoil you, Bobby, although maybe you would enjoy seeing it. I think we talked off the record how, like, there's a big difference, because you have friends that play D&D, right? And there's a big difference yeah. between just playing D&D by yourself or what they're doing there, which is our, they're playing it for an audience. You know what I mean? There's, like, there's people watching it. Yeah, and... not for themselves. They're playing up to the audience. Yeah, and it's obviously, like, professional storytellers and actors and, you know, and, and improvisers and all that. And they did it. It happened. You know, I finished the second season. There are a couple of bonus episodes. Um, where's my... I can go and check how many bonus episodes I have, actually. But I have, like, three bonus episodes that I'm probably going to watch. And then I'll go back to South Park. <laughs> then I'll go back to... <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give Dimension 20 a break, and I'll go back to South Park. This is not a sponsor or an endorsement. I just wanted to let everyone know that happened. So if you have also watched uh, All of Fantasy High and want to talk to me about it, because you need someone to talk to about it, but you don't have enough people in your circles that you know you can talk about it, then go ahead, right? It's like, don't do that with me with and, and The Simpsons. But do that with me in Dimension 20 Fantasy High, apparently. Right? You should try it, Bobby. Go watch it once. I don't know about that, but I could definitely spoil a lot of The Simpsons for you. 
<laughs> Please don't. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> this is a this is a podcast where we don't spoil The Simpsons. That's the title of the podcast, by the way. You know, don't spoil I The Simpsons. Should, I should probably write stuff like you know, I was ringside at your call and stuff like that. But the real, because that will actually get people to click and know what it is about and be interested. You know, our target audience, you watching this and listening to this right now. But uh, no, my, it's going to be a. a an insane, obscure... Well, here we go. There's a word here that I'm missing, and I don't know what it is. And people are going to drop it in the comments or message it to me. Um, so, about, like, just a, just an obscure reference, right? Uh, so, speaking and, of... Um, what? David Francisco can't speak this language. i got a little game for you. Oh, oh wait, what? <laughs> oh, crap. Wait, I'm not ready for this. Oh, wait. I am not... Um, actually, like... Technically ready for this. Uh, oh, should I pause <laughs> the recording? I'm going to pause the recording. <laughs> I have... Because I have... Okay, so... In case you haven't noticed, I've had a few technical issues, especially on the video side of the, the podcast. And, like, I figured them out. I, I kind of fixed it. But there is a certain... There's, like, other aspects that I've lost because I fixed it. There's some things that I can't do. So I need to figure it out. Uh, I'm going to figure it out. Bobby, give me a minute. I'm going to pause this. Okay. And it's going to be really awkward because I'm not going to edit it. So in the video or audio, there's going to be just, like, a cut, right? Okay, so here's the deal. Um, I've talked to Bobby, and I decided that we could, whenever we wanted, as a surprise, challenge each other for quizzes, right? Here on the podcast. And uh, while technically I wasn't ready for it, Bobby did it apparently. And if you think this somehow is an idea from another podcast that you may hear, it's just a pure, it's parallel creativity, okay? It's it's just, it was research, okay? I, I, I happened to have this idea while I was doing my research, all right? I'm not at all stealing this concept from someone else. I'm not at all... Yoinking and twisting, wink, wink, Ludwig, Ludbuds represent. But this is gonna be it. This is the first one. Bobby Davis is gonna bring the first surprise quiz to the David Francisco podcast. Yeah, I am. Okay. And this is Tiny based off your off new favorite. <laughs> this is based on your new favorite T-shirt idea. Okay. Which is uh, David Francisco can't speak this language, and it's. Most people would probably think, yeah, his grasp of English is pretty good. But the thing that always seems to, to, to make you stumble is like colloquialisms, idioms, like sayings that kind of don't really say what they mean, okay. but everyone seems to know them. And you stumble fairly often on them. No. Which me? I think is brilliant. No, no, no. <laughs> It's not like the only so, thing I stumble on more than that is prepositions, but go on. <laughs> right, so I've got a few for you here. Yeah? Uh, the first one I feel like went a bit easy because it's definitely one that's been used in wrestling. So uh, let's hope you get this one. Do you know what the saying "bury the hatchet" means? Yes. Right, bury the hatchet. Bury the hatchet means when you have a grudge with someone or something like that, or there's an issue, right, between you two. To bury the hatchet is to solve this issue. You know, talk about it. Or maybe to not talk about it, just decide to just leave it behind. Okay, I don't know what the origin is. I presume the hatchet is some sort of fighting uh, weapon. I don't know. And when you bury it, you're literally leaving it behind and restarting with that person, trying to leave behind whatever issue you had with them. Right? 
Yes. So, yes. for example, Tim Marchini got upset that we said he was a film snob, but we buried the hatchet. We, uh, the only reason why we buried the hatchet is because we stood our ground. There's another one. We stood our ground, <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, but you are. And he's like, well, we don't have to make it a thing. We don't have to make it public, you know. But yeah. Phil, you're a film snob, Tim Martini. What are you going to do about it? Fight me. I don't care. What's the hatchet? I'm going to search what the hatchet is. Go on. What's the next one? Okay. What is it when you're barking up the wrong tree? Um, it's... I know these things. It's just hard to explain. So a hatchet is a small axe with a short handle for use in one hand. So it's just, just a miniature axe, maybe, I guess. Okay. Oh, I, knew, I, knew what the, I knew what a hatchet was. It was just I didn't know if, like what the uh, origin of the phrase was. I thought that's what you were looking up. I mean, that, that's, you should have looked up that. You're the one bringing these expressions, right? The, the contest becomes yeah, something yeah. else if it's about me going online and searching what the origins <laughs> of the things are. Barking up the wrong tree. Um, okay. Okay. It's it's about I, I want to make sure that I say something that is actually correct, right? But it's about the idea that you're like directing your attention or your words or whatever it is that you're directing at um, the like someone that or something that it basically it's worthless for one reason or another. The thing that I'm not 100 percent sure is what the reason is, right? Is barking at the wrong tree. You're yelling at me about this, but it's not my fault. You should be barking at that person because it's their fault. Or is it barking at the wrong tree in the same value as uh, preaching to the choir, right? Where, what's the point of you telling me this or doing this or whatever it is? I have no power or I already know that. No, it's not preaching to the choir. It's more a thing of like, they already know. So I'm, I hope I'm it's not spoiling. I'm not, I hope I'm not spoiling uh, <laughs> potential. No. <laughs> what does he have here, right? But I, Bridge of the Choir is a bit more like, we know this. You don't have to keep saying this to us. We're barking at the wrong tree is... Okay, so it's, it's about like, not my fault. That's the tree you should be barking at, dude. That's the tree that threw the branch at you with the wind or something. Okay, cool. That's two for two, right? Yeah, so my example would be if you want to talk about, say, a Marvel film hmm. with someone, you know, on a nice level playing field, just a nice chat, don't talk to Tim Martini because he's just going to talk snobbishly. Yeah. You know, you're barking yeah. up the wrong tree. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. but in that case, it's not like, it, it's your own decision to not talk to Tim about this as opposed to being, um, like, as opposed to being like, there's no point in talking to Tim about this. He knows nothing about it. You should have talked to Bobby. It can be either. It's it can both. be either. It okay, can be cool. that they, so they the, know nothing or that they don't care. The reason why it's the wrong tree is a bit of relevant for the use of the expression. Just you know that you, it is yeah. the wrong tree that you're barking at. Okay, so that's two for two. Let's go. How many of these we have? Oh, I'm All loving right. this. <laughs> what a great right. idea that I have just by myself. I didn't steal it from anywhere. <laughs> what does it mean to give someone a run for their money? Uh, it's uh, very similar to... Wait, is it? Oh crap! I'm I'm questioning myself now. Um, oh no! Um, so, in my mind, or my guess slash, I'm gonna lock this answer. Okay, Regis Regis Philbin. Um, in my mind, who is who hosted? Who wants to be a millionaire here? Stephen Chris Bryan. Tarrant. Hmm. Chris Tarrant. What the hell is that? And now it's Jeremy Clarkson, but originally it was Chris Tarrant. Okay. So, Jeremy Clarkson, okay, yeah. Should I, is it possible that I have known Chris, how do you spell his last name? 
T-A-R-R-E-N-T, I think. Tarrant. You know, that was a period there of my life where my dream career would be to do the morning show at a radio and then host uh, um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire uh, as the, 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 the game show at night. I would love to host a game show. And if there's any sponsors listening, I can do that. It's 2022. I'll just do it live on YouTube. Uh, Chris well, we should. If there's an episode of uh, the David Francisco podcast where there isn't much wrestling going on that week, you should invite a couple of people in and we'll do a quiz. We'll you can host. A, we'll do a game show there. Uh, my favorite yeah. one, can you, ah, man, the one I would love to host wants to be a millionaire because to me it's like the perfect game show, right? It's you, a contestant, 15 questions. I, I am like, it's it's great. It's tremendous. I love it. I love who wants to be a millionaire. I even had a, a tabletop game. Um, I think the one I would have the most fun hosting, though, would be The Weakest Link. <laughs> and I really want to host The Weakest Link. And I am not going to say anything else. I'm just going to say this. There's, there's, I'm just going to say this. I'm not going to say more than this. Um, right. You want to be an arsehole. Right. Everyone. Yeah, okay. I, 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 <laughs> I was born with it. I didn't choose the asshole life. The asshole life chose me. Right. Um, <laughs> sorry, I, the, the, the weakest link idea just popped back in my mind. Um, I, if I was going to lock this question, this answer would be very simple. It's the other side of the coin of um, putting your money where your mouth is, okay? Where... Um, you, a uh, person saying something or they're doing something, whatever it is, and they, they say that I can do something, whatever it is, like something a bit more general than that. You're giving them a run for money as in like, okay, let's, let's give it a go. Let's give you a go. You know, let's, let's make this happen. I feel like I'm babbling and I actually don't know. I feel like I subconsciously don't know the answer. You're <laughs> dancing wanna... around. Yeah. Or maybe I don't know how You're to explain it. You're dancing around the idea. Maybe I don't know how to explain the it probably, be... because I can't speak this language. Have you thought about that? <laughs> so, to give someone a run for their money would be to say you're almost as good or as good as them at something. Oh, okay. No, I'm not. I, I was wrong. I was wrong. I, was, <laughs> this, I can't take this as a point. No, I'm the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> do you want to do you want another Tim Martini analogy, or we, we should leave that? I would love <laughs> another Tim Martini analogy, please. You shouldn't even okay, ask for it. Right. It's just given to me. <laughs> so, um, Tim, Tim Martini is a film snob, right? Yes. But uh, but uh, I could give him a run for his money. Okay. Because you <laughs> think you're better at film snobism than Tim, or at least in just because I choose a different a different type of film snobbery doesn't mean you know I can give him a run for his money. Are you also a snob though? Because you can just be a, a an enthusiast. Right, you can just be an appreciator of films. I can be. I yeah. can be. When 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 I but when I deem that snob, film to be, you know, being a crap. snob is is different, <laughs> right? Being a snob, I don't know if Guillermo is listening. Maybe he is. Guillermo is a comedy snob, right? Whereas like, because the line is in letting people enjoy what they like, right? Uh, of course, there's extreme uh, exceptions which we're not gonna are they don't need to be brought up, but it's like. Oh, you like this comedian, you know? Oh, you like this kind of movies, 
You know what I mean? Uh, superhero movies, really? Or uh, horror movies, really? You know what I mean? That's being a snob. What about if I say, uh, you like Mrs. Brown's Boys, which seems to be most of the country? I've never seen Mrs. Brown's Boys. Is this the one where the yeah. dude dresses as a dudette? Uh, as a, yeah, an old lady, and it's it's terrible. That sounds like... That's exactly what I would think a run down the middle network time uh, back from the network age of television sitcom in the United Kingdom would be like. And I mean, I know about it, right? I've seen clips and a lot of people talk about it. Mostly you talking about how you hate that show, you know? Oh, it's trash. Trash. <laughs> but it's so average. It's so yeah. average, mm. you know? It's like, I don't know. There's average comedies out there that are way better. It's below average. Well, it's for morons. Sorry to anyone listening. <laughs> Do you think Team Martini likes it? No, absolutely not. All right, I got two time two up and one down, and people want to hear about your call, but I'm having too much fun with this. It's it's twenty twenty two. You can skip ahead. You can skip. We'll do ahead. two more, right? We'll do two more. Do you have more than two? Prepared? One of them. Oh yeah, I've got loads more. Are we, are we going to extend this for a couple of weeks? Yeah, right. We'll do two more, right? right. And then you'll either be three, two, or two, three. Okay. So you'll either be up or down. Okay. Should I should right. I throw the next one for content so that it's like tied when I go for the last one? <laughs> if you want, it's a weird one, so I don't know if you'll get it anyway. Okay. <laughs> what is it when someone has a face like a bulldog chewing a wasp? I I have never heard this. Okay. <laughs> I can only assume you're calling someone ugly. Not quite. It's the okay. way... You know when some people screw up their face when you say something? You know when some people are just naturally like... Okay. Screwed up faces. Oh. Yeah. Uh, we, so the Portuguese expression for that, when someone does a face like that because it's like they didn't like something they, they just heard or something, uh, it translates directly to um, twisting their nose. You know? Yeah. Or like they twist their nose I at can this. see that. Um, or, uh, I said this and they twisted their nose. Um, there's a bit of like a direct translation to that. And I guess it comes from the same place, but you went way more complex, you know, it is like, <laughs> why do we have to go? Why do you have to be so extra? Why, not you, you, right? Just like English, British, English, United Kingdom, England, English. Um, because then it's the bad kind of extra, right? The Irish are really extra with their expression, but they're funny. Right? They are funny. You know, bull, something, something, bulldog and a wasp. And it's like, oh man, what, what? Why do you have to be so extra like this? Go on. Okay. I'm kidding. I knew about it. I just threw for content. I knew that's what he meant. <laughs> so, for example, yeah, if for you example. said to, if you said to Tim Martini, do you want to watch an episode of Mrs. Brown's Boys? He would definitely have a face like a bulldog chewing a wasp. <laughs> it's not a good expression. <laughs> It makes it more complicated. It's an old, you know, old expression. It just makes it more complicated. It doesn't make it better. I'd say. All right, we got a tiebreaker then. Okay. You're two for two. Okay. Right, one more. Let's go. One more. Right, last one. Pigs might fly. It's. Um... Something along the lines of there will be 
pigs will fly before this happens, as in it's impossible that this happens or this will never happen. You are correct, David Francisco. You are 3-2 up. I won. You're going into whatever we do the next one as a, as a winner. As a, as a champion. As the champion of this game. Your, um, your prize, your final prize, is one more Tim Martini analogy. Please. We love them. <laughs> uh, Tim Martini will go and watch a film without posting a review on Letterboxd when pigs fly. <laughs> uh, do you think he feels uh, self-conscious enough about about? Uh, do you think he'll never do it again? Thinking that we did we bury the the film critic that's in him? No, I love it. I actually love it. Really, I think uh, I think he's actually got quite good opinions on most things. But he got he got uh, a bit tetchy on Instagram the last time he was mentioned. So I thought this would be funny. <laughs> we should bring we should bring him on the podcast one day to talk about movies. Just yeah, like to good. me, it's just like pick ten movies that in that have like a rating of seven point five or higher, or maybe eight or higher in like Rotten Tomatoes or in IMDb, but that you hate. Oh, and then pick one that's under three and you love. That would be great content. I'm gonna <laughs> Tim, get that list ready. One day, sooner or later, we're gonna do that. Sounds good to 20, me. <laughs> Twenty minutes into the podcast. Welcome to the Dave Francisco <laughs> podcast. Thanks for the quiz, Bobby. That was very fun. Uh, and uh, it's been a long week. My foot really hurts. And I don't think it's because um, of... It was hurting yesterday already. That's like a, like a tendon on the side of, of my heel. That is like when I walk on it, I put pressure on it. It's hurting there. Which made uh, my contending duties yesterday a bit harder. But I was there. I was there at a sold out your call. When... Michael Oku not only faced Conor Mills in a very special match, and I can give you a bit of like my perspective on it, seen from the outside a little bit, to being in the main event against the king, Minoru Suzuki, the man that has brought myself, and I think it is a mind me saying it, Michael Oku into his fandom of professional wrestling through the exact same match that made us want to pay more attention to New Japan Pro Wrestling and Japanese wrestling in general once we went on top of that, which was King of Pro Wrestling 2012. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Minoru Suzuki. Uh, as you can imagine, <laughs> for me as a fan, I appreciate Minoru Suzuki very much. And yesterday was a very special day. You didn't go to your call, Bobby, because uh, you decided to go and play some games or whatever. But that's okay. Some people go and play games. And some people love the business, It was Bobby my Davis. nephew's eighth birthday. Your nephew is not more important than Nazi Open versus the Velocities. You have one love in I your mean, life, and that's professional wrestling. Okay? <laughs> what do you think this is? Okay? You need to love wrestling like the twisted mistress mistress that she is. Okay? Well, I've seen what's happened to you, so I don't know if I'm going to quite follow down that line. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. I am now just buried in sunk costs and I can't get out. Like I... Uh, my right now in professional wrestling, I am like someone who jumped really high and did such a great double flip from... The, the trampoline into the foam pit at a trampoline park, but did it and so well. And hurt down. No, did it so well that he got in feet first in the pit. And although they didn't get hurt, 
they're stuck there and to be able to get out of the foam pit is just such a um just such an effort and the more you move it seems that the more you'd stay in place it seems like the floor underneath you is just shy of being uh what do you guys call the the sands that just like if you land on them you keep like they, they suck you in Sinking sands. Sinking sands? Okay, fair. What a stupid name. The Portuguese name is much better. Um, just... what, what's the Portuguese name? So the Portuguese name for it is... Um... The word is not as impactful in Portuguese in English, but there's a, it's a word that in Portuguese is the matching word to moving sands. But it's, it's like a, it sounds like a menacing way of saying moving. It's a specific word that it's like... I swear to God, I only hear it associated with sinking sands, but it's there. But anyways, there you are in quicksand, right? It feels like you're in quicksand, but not really. You're just one level shy of quicksand as you're trying to move your way through the foam pit. That's that's my relationship with wrestling right now, you know? The foam pit is the sunk costs, and me, I'm just trying to navigate through these sunk costs as I keep sunk sinking into them. Um, but I'm happy. Somehow... All of this makes me happy, you know? It brings joy and justification to my life. I don't know, I can't explain it, but here I am. That's that's what it is, Bobby. That's where it is. That was a tangent that I don't know where, I, where we went, but... Uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, you should give it a try. That's what it is. Your call was great, Bobby. Yeah. Yes, let's yeah, go through it. Let's talk about it. Uh, so... <laughs> Your call experience actually started the day before for me. Um, Quilden asked me for the favor of uh, picking up both uh, Minoru Suzuki and uh, Aaron and Ari from the airport. And there was like some COVID stuff that needed to be done and dropped into the hotel and stuff. And it's it was the first time I did something like that. And it's a little bit surreal to have <laughs> wrestling royalty. Figuratively and, li figuratively and almost literally. Um, sitting there in the seat of my car where you've been sitting before, Bobby. You know? I have. And, and there we are having a chat, you know, having a laugh and um, like not wanting to bring up too much about like just those moments and everything because I feel like um, that's... That's like, that's backstage, and I do think that... It's not as in a, a like, you know, wrestling is real, damn it. Uh, uh, which is another conversation for another time for, like, the fans. But it's just like, just any other, just like any other public figure, um, we wrestlers also, like, have the right to have a curtain somewhere, right? So I'm not going to, like, we're not going to be here and telling a lot of stories um, of, of what happened there. Especially because there, there isn't, like, anything special to tell. But it's just... Personally, for me, it's very surreal. Um, Bobby, imagine that you work at a, a venue that has concerts, right? And you are asked to pick up the, the freaking guitarist from 182, one, Blink 182. I hope that isn't the one that... <laughs> the guitarist from 182. Love it. <laughs> Blink 182. Right? My, my body is racing hard because at the same time, I'm like... Was there someone from Blink that died? Or was this... No, Travis, Travis uh, was in a plane crash, nearly died. Are you talking okay. the original guitarist from Blink or the current one? That's the question. I don't know. I don't know. Is, is, is there someone from Blink that has died? Uh, Mark Hoppus had cancer last year. But he's all okay. right now. Oh, okay. But no one died. So, but, was that, but there was someone. Okay, right. When you and Matt 
you guys were talking about uh, um I think it was someone in a punk rock band that died and now the drum the drummer from Foo Fighters no 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 it wasn't it was before that it was way before that because I'd know that the drum because that's recently this was like yeah. a, year, a few years ago that nah, doesn't matter I I am my brain's all over the place uh today um but yeah that's a lot a little bit surreal but it's um funny you know so yeah, that was a bit of a surreal experience, and it's it's just it's just cool. It's just, I think it's just really cool, right? Um, unfortunately, uh, Osprey was not available to be there due to a kidney infection, and uh, we wish uh, the best to Will Osprey here, a good recovery there. Uh, so the match that uh, was going to main event the show wasn't there, but hey, it's pretty cool to see uh, Mills and Mike having a match of your call. It's just. <laughs> They have they they're like they're they're very close. Um, they've been spending a lot of time, and I, I'm close to them to them as well. Um, and it's just really it's it's just really cool, right? I had to like take the the um, the the picture, post it on my story, just be like, um, yeah, this is this is pretty awesome, right? This is pretty rad. Um, great matches. I think that um, Aussie Open and Velocity was great. It was really interesting how like. The crowd, like Aussie Open, our hometown boys against the Velocities, right? And like in the beginning, it felt like the crowd was not giving Velocities any chance, but they got him. <laughs> it was it was incredible. Like people getting out, like standing ovation immediately, right? Um, I saw the sick the sick cutter from the. Uh, don't want to spoil anything, but there was a very good cutter. Which one? Reversal from a oh from a shooting star press. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh. Yeah, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's like in terms of if you like moves, <laughs> you'll love this one. Uh, but yeah, uh, really cool. And um, Mike was great with Suzuki. The um, Kylie Ray and uh, Alex Windsor was very good, very very good. Um, like great standard to to pick up on the the women division there. It was really good, and it would be really cool to see Kylie coming back. Um, cause I think she, that the fans really welcome her. She is very good at wrestling. Um, and it's like, it'd be good for a lot of people here to be working with like people like Kylie if possible to make it regular. It'd be really cool. Um, like I'm imagining, I'm just like my, my progress, my, sorry, my purpose roster, right? Uh, there's a few matches there of like, oh, David White versus Smiley Kylie would be great, right? Or getting Sapphire in the ring with Smiley Kylie. Um, really cool. Um, the meet and greet. Laura DiMatteo, I'd like to see that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe you'll see Laura DiMatteo in June. Um, <laughs> but yeah, very fun experience and time there. Uh, it was all pretty cool. What do you want to know about? Ask me questions. Come on. I want to know about know about Mike pulling double duty. I want to know how how that was presented, how that happened. Ask him. <laughs> it's my show, <laughs> my podcast. I want to talk about myself. Why what? don't you go on the Michael right. Local podcast? I, I would, I would if I could. The, the OJ. Oh, there's got to be something here. There's got to be a listening pun. Uh, Pod JMO, maybe I don't know. Doesn't matter. Um. So he did the match with Mills. Mills, um, he, there was a situation there where um, Joshua James. So there was a three count after the burning cutter by Mills, but 
Mike had his foot under the ropes. Spoilers for uh, your call. If you guys want to hear spoilers of Epic Encounters, uh, there you go. Spoiler, um, spoiler warning. The ref did count three, and I was doing. I was ringing the bell. I was being a timekeeper for the matches there, and uh, Joshua James was holding the cruiserweight championship. And as soon as the ref counts three, he just stands up and gives the championship to Connor Mills. But the ref never told me to ring the bell, so the match didn't end. Um, so he created there a little bit of an awkward moment there. And then uh, Michael, in like the referee getting the championship back and the match not actually ending and everything, Mike uh, get, rolled him up. Uh, and he did kick out, but things kind of got heated from there. And at the end of the day, um, Mike won and Mills left. They didn't shake his hand. Go. Afterwards, Go. yeah, I know. Afterwards, um, right after Mike asks for the microphone and uh, goes uh, all in saying that he's pulled like five double duties on Ref Pro shows ever since he became the Cruiserweight Champion, I believe. Two of them were a your call. Carrying the, the, the this country's wrestling on his back. He's going to do it again. Michael Oku versus Minoru Suzuki. Uh, announced there on the microphone, yeah, and uh, you had the match. Suzuki did win uh, with the God style pile driver. Uh, made me want to use the move again because I think <laughs> the people who were using the gotcha are not using it anymore. So hopefully uh -huh. they'll just use it. Uh, or maybe maybe Luke didn't use it yesterday because obviously Suzuki was on the card. Um, but I love that move so much. Love the move. Um, and. Mills came afterwards after Suzuki was gone and he flipped off Will Ospreay. After Suzuki was uh, was gone, Mills came out and raised Mike's hand, gave him a hug, said he was very proud of him and uh, walked with Mike to the back. Oh, Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, he calmed down a bit. And uh, now all eyes are on the Great British Tag League, which is coming uh, starting in the next few shows, starting next week. Oh, there's Ref Pro shows already uh, coming next week. No rest for the week. It's Steve Nugent St. Neots. I think the uh, Great British Tag League is going to start there. And uh, the Velocities are going to be there. Charlie Sterling and Nick Riley, um, the Smoking Guns, uh, they debuted yesterday at, uh, at your call. And they won the, the match for their team. It was a four-on-four -four with four teams from the Great British Tag League. And uh, they had a great showing. Um, and I think they're going to be a great addition to the, the Rep Pro roster here. So looking forward to see what happens here with the Great British Tag League. Uh, maybe the, the contenders can get, get to um, experience some of these teams as well. It would be really cool see what's happening here in the future. We have a new contender as well. Um, I think we... Did we talk about Remy here on the podcast? We did, yeah, last week. Yes, yes. First, uh, your call for him. He was sitting next to me, and uh, it was really cool to see how... Everything was still kind of like new and uh, and he was still a little bit like unsure what to do and not to do. But uh, but it was really, really fun. Great day overall. Very tiring, but great day overall. Um, I'm feeling it on my foot today, to be fair. Didn't go to the gym because I want to rest uh, my heel. And as soon as I'm done with sitting here, I'm going to go back to raising my foot. Uh, nothing special. I'm all good. I just want to want to get one day off, one rest day. At least on my foot there while I do other stuff. But it was overall a great day and a great experience. And you should have been there. And make sure you watch it on VOD when it comes out on VOD. And I will. I feel like I've been talking non-stop <laughs> for like 15 minutes now. Yeah, that's that's kind of the, the idea of a podcast. 
hopefully this is fun for people listening. Anything, uh, did, was there anything that you did? Anything that you enjoyed doing that you haven't done? Contendering. I learned, I learned how to ring that bell. <laughs> that bell is very... Uh, so I tried my best to do a vlog yesterday. And uh, I am not content with the amount of content that I got. That I got and I kind of know why I didn't do all the, the content that I want to do. There's a lot of it which is like... The day just keeps going and I'm very busy throughout the day, right? Uh, but there's also a little bit of like planning. There's issues with planning there that I, I want to create so that I can uh, be ahead. Like if I go in there already with like an idea of everything I need, then it's easier. I recorded half a vlog basically yesterday. Um, and But one of the things that I wanted to record for my vlog that I didn't is me explaining exactly this. The bell that we use for the big shows at Rev Pro, uh, especially for the Your Call shows there, uh, it's a bit awkward. Because I don't think it's originally a wrestling bell. Uh, I think it was bell for something else that is then used for wrestling and it's been used for a very long time. And <laughs> it needs to be rang a certain way to sound good. And I'm very picky with the way my <laughs> bell sounds, right? So it needs to be rang a certain way to sound good. And um, so I yesterday figured it out. I grabbed the bell. I took like 10 minutes just to go somewhere in the room where I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be bothering people with my constant bell ringing as I'm experimenting how to do it. And I figured it out. So found the sweet spot. Yeah. A lot of people had the best matches of their careers yesterday, but I figured out how to ring the bell. So that's a win for David Francisco. <laughs> well, you got something out of it. That's good. I didn't just get to see two of your best friends have a great match, you know. And, yes. not, and one of them yes, I did. fight one of the best wrestlers in the world. You got to it's, figure it's, out how to ring that bell. It's, it's surreal. Um, someone, someone said that. Um, yeah, it, it's just like yeah, it's it's incredible. It's surreal. Um, really cool though. Really cool. You know. Very cool. And if and if and if Michael Oku does that, right? Uh, he's older than me. Can you only imagine what the ceiling is for me? <laughs> so to the moon, to David Francisco and Ref Pro, and in the world! We're not, yeah, we're not starting this older than the OJMO, younger than the OJMO thing again. What do you mean, starting? <sighs> I not start anything. Anyways, it's been long already, and that's all the time that we have for this week. Thank you very much for listening. Make sure you follow Bobby at, at BDavis underscore creative on Instagram. And I'll talk to you next time. Cool? Cool.